Holy moly, it's Hotline League episode 43. I'm rushing in this introduction because if not, Kobe or Mark are going to say something. It's been a painful, painful road to get this show going, which means it's going to pay off so well as we're talking about so many different things on tonight's show. It's a little bit of an abridged version because it's Labor Day uh, weekend, Labor Day Monday here in the States, but that doesn't mean that's going to be any less spicy than it normally is. I'm so excited. Hotline League episode 43 starts right now. Hotline League is brought to you by... Opened by HP. Well, here we are on Hotline League, uh, starting a little later than normal, just a little bit. Uh, I'm joined by Mark uh, Zimmerman, my constant co-host. How are you doing, Mark? This is the late, late Hotline League. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) We're introing me right now, Kobe. Mark, uh, how has your week been? Great. Great, great, great. Yeah? You seem a little on edge. No. Mark, why are you so slow? I've been enjoying World of Warcraft, and I've been enjoying a show called Terrace House, opening new doors on yeah. uh, Netflix. Been watching a lot of that with the girlfriend. It's a great show. Uh, I actually heard of Terrace House. It's, it's a, like uh, uh, MTV Real World, right? It's like I'm, Real World, but with the added like kind of like YouTube reacts. So like there'll be the Real World part of the show, and then like. When they finish a segment, it'll pull out to like a larger group of people who are all like comedians and actors and like actually kind of famous people watching the show, and then they'll discuss it, and they're all really funny. So like they'll be like, "Oh my god, that guy is so dumb! Like, how could he think that girl was into him and shit?" It was. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, we're also joined tonight, finally after many weeks of anticipation, by Riot Kobe himself, Sam Hartman Kensler. How's it going, Kobe? I don't think I care. How's it going, Kobe? No comment. Mark doesn't care, so okay. you know what? No, but I mean, how how have you been? It's been a while since we've done some content together. Yeah, it's been a super long time since I've seen you. It was like maybe 15 minutes ago that we were in a car together driving back from uh, a Teo party. I think it was a lot like 15 minutes ago that we were doing that, but... Uh, I think 15 minutes ago is a little concerning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also... I pro- I said I'm gonna wear the Teo shirt on the stream, but then I didn't. Yeah. So do you want to go I change? I, ha- I needed to shout them out. This do is you- a night of broken promises. Do you want to go change into the shirt? No. Can we start no. the show? Okay. I mean, he could, he could have done it during a break or something. It's it's a super cool shirt though. They did custom made shirts for everyone there. Yeah. We were uh, all at the uh, uh, holiday party that Teo put on. Uh, in the hill so apologies it's i i take full ownership uh for the delay in the show it's all my fault uh things have been going well with me damn straight as well i'm excited to be here and let's get going uh mark what was this weekend like for you uh you got to you and you and kobe both uh you guys got to handle the c9 tsm day uh which i think might be the most hyped series that we've had in na this year yeah, uh, it's close. I think TSM losing the clutch is up there in terms of series that we've had this year. But the TSM C9 one was cooler because, you know, it was actually back and forth and it felt like either team could win. Whereas, like, the clutch TSM one was more hyped just because the fact TSM lost and the narrative part of it. So, yeah, that was a, a dope-ass series and hopefully we get some callers about it. Yeah, the Golden, uh, golden Glue storyline is pretty cool. I've seen a lot of people who are literally saying that like they're they're Team Liquid or Double F fans and they're rooting for Cloud Nine to win just because yep. of the story. 
No. I think the reason Cloud everyone's rooting for Cloud9 to win is because if Cloud9 wins, they auto-go, and then TL will go on points, and then 100 Thieves have to prove themselves in the gauntlet because oh. right now no one wants 100 Thieves to go. I mean, who who doesn't like the Golden Glue story of he's been working his ass off for five years, getting flamed, everyone's saying he can only perform in scrims, can't perform on the stage, then he comes in, starts smashing, you know, the team goes from second place to, or from 10th place to second place, and uh, Mark, what's under the blanket? Hmm? It's a cat. You got an interesting situation going on over here. It's a bit distracting. You mean my cat sitting on my lap is distracting yeah, you? You have like a... Okay. Anyways, Golden Glue, straight to the top. Who doesn't like that story? Because all the players, literally every player that I talked to, uh, has said they're more scared of Cloud9 with... Golden Glue and Sven Skarin than Jensen and Blabber. When yes. They're, when, they're, when they're actually scrimming these guys, they're like, okay, when's the real Cloud9 coming on with Golden Glue? Wait, are you just repeating the story I told you in the car on the way to the party? Ah! That is literally my story. I said that I talked to people who had been scrimming them. And you just took my story. I made this now. Contract said the same thing on NALCS tonight. Kobe was there. Also, yeah, you know what? Someone told me that story before Travis told it to me. So I was copying. Was it contracts on NALCS tonight? Contracts is a beast. I love contracts. Yes. By the way, congrats to you and congrats to you and Freak on winning the the anime game over Ovali and contracts. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say fucking kobe beating joel in a fucking mundo dodgeball oh, also yeah. mark lost the predictions because he did not predict me because he's uh... i couldn't look fucking jack got to just de- to decide which door he picked and of course they literally fucking most simple mind game ever switched the door from rehearsal to live show from one to two or they're just fucking with me and they're gonna give kobe the jet anyways unless getting joel no matter what <laughs> Oh, it was a good weekend for Kobe, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dankest timeline. Yeah. Honestly, though, yeah, contracts on the show is super fun. Um, yeah. And for your comment, Travis, about me and Freak beating Ovali in the anime, you know, art contest or whatever, it was actually Freak got every answer right. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, me yeah. and Freak were on a team. So by default, me and Freak beat them. But Freak is the one who actually answered all the anime questions, and he hasn't even... Uh, you know, watched an anime since Dragon Ball Z, so. Yeah. It was a little, little something felt rigged about that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm fixing your, uh, you're going to slump it for a while. So it, anyway. it was so good, it actually didn't even need to be rigged. Yeah. Well, uh, the other story this weekend is the 100 Thieves situation uh, that occurred uh, with Cody Sun being subbed out. Hey, he uh, he posted a twit longer, your favorite form of social media, Travis. Yes, twit longers, ahoy. That's the best way for... And I'm uh, sure it was also the whole truth, and at no point was any detail spared. I mean, I actually think that's... I think, yes, I do think that details were spared. Well, I mean, he literally just said it was the coaching staff's decision. Yeah, the, the, so, rumor, yeah. I, the rumor that's going around is that uh, there's some conflict between him and Prawley, um, yeah. and that this was the end, end result of that. I mean, coaching staff decision, he's not lying, right? That yeah. falls within the scope. Yeah. 
Yep. Pe- Whole story right there. Do you, I mean, do you have a? Have you heard anything else, Mark? You're the. You've been the main yeah, source Mark. of stuff recently. Well, there was that whole little thing that happened around like week six, week seven, where Cody Sun randomly played an academy. Um, so maybe this was a longer time coming than people think. Mm. 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 Well, regardless, it does feel like a strange strategy to put in an academy player into semifinals against Doublelift. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Certainly not a winning strategy based off of what happened. I don't think Hundred Thieves are going to win anyways, which is why no one wants Hundred Thieves to go to Worlds. What? Yeah, it's weird that they have become... I get that it's unpopular to move Meteos out and this Cody Sun thing is... But it's like people are actively rooting against them now. That's like the narrative. Like, if you... What you're telling me where people are, like, rooting for Cloud9 because they hope it makes it harder for Hundred Thieves. Like, that is a a pretty strong... Uh, anti-fan sentiment that you've got going on there. Also, that's kind of crazy considering like this was the new organization that had the biggest explosion into the scene, the biggest fan growth. Like 100 Thieves out of all the, the new orgs from franchising seemed like they did it the best. They had the most following. You know, they had Aphromu and Meteos, so they're killing it with some legacy fans being brought over and then they have Nadeshot and this, uh, you know, all their design choices seem to get a lot of people hyped. But, yeah, kind of went out the window there in a half a split. Yeah. I still think they're the most popular new team. I mean, whether or not that's Echo Fox or them is up for debate a little bit. But I think just how people are expecting them to perform at Worlds is really what's tapering a lot of the excitement. Oh, you think it's the – I thought it's because uh, people feel like they – like the biggest issue that I, I have seen with them – it's not that they make the unpopular decision around Medios. It's not that they make the unpopular decision around Cody Sun. It's that they seem to have like a communication issue with the audience. Like they don't communicate these things well. They just t- tweet out like, "Well, we've uh, we've sent Cody Sun off to uh, sub out today. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna maybe. We don't know. Here, welcome to the new AD carry meta with Hundred Thieves." The and, hell voice is that? And that's the hunt. That's the the tweeter. That's the tweeter the 1920s voice. Radio announcer voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right that's Hunter Thieves Twitter account. Um, okay. And and then you uh, like and then you explain nothing else, which is weird because they've got like they've got Nate Shot who could come out and have like a great video about it, uh, whatever. It's just very interesting. I just don't understand what's going on. Um, I don't know why they don't they don't message this stuff better. I don't think that's what's holding back like fan opinion though. Maybe, maybe to some extent, but I think if they were like an exciting team who is swapping players around, yeah. I don't think people would be as. Ole Ole in Twitch chat says Cody could have played better. I believe. I assume he means Cody could have done better in the the series, yeah, which is. I, I mean, I think it's a lot of people assume that. So. Right. I think I think Cody's better than yeah. uh, Kara. Yeah. For sure. I mean, certainly. Yeah. It it was interesting when we got the info that the switch was happening and there was no comment from the organization at all and we couldn't get any info from any other coaches or you know any reasoning why and so we just had to like come up with stuff for you know hypothesize for like the intro and we're like well let me ask cody son usually does bad against double lift so they're changing yeah it's just it's weird when you put nothing out there like everyone does bad against double lift and Olay, shout out to Olay in the chat <laughs> it's good good save. carrying double lift's ass in yeah. the lane phase i know it's you Olay. yeah so kobe you're 
decently well connected in the scene. You hear rumors and gossip and and things like that, right? Yeah. So obviously, I understand maybe the or like the the broadcast is not the right place to to surface some of those, right? I don't think. I mean, who we think are going to watch? This is the place either. If you're trying. <laughs> well, I don't. You don't think that a random talk show on a Monday night after the series is decided is the right place to talk about some of the gossip that's potentially going on around the Cody Sun bench? I like where you're going, my friend. Especially you with your your evil cat petting. Get us there. <laughs> Get us there. Fucking Mr. Me, like yeah. Finish, <laughs> finish it, man. <laughs> I have heard Cody Sun has quite the ego. Oh. And, and Aframu does not enjoy playing with him. <gasps> that's what I have heard. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, there's some evidence to that if you listen to the interviews and kind of read between the lines between what Afro has said about Cody Sun having strong opinions and him being like, oh, but I've played with players with strong opinions before and all those interviews, and then suddenly he's he's suddenly not playing in the most important series, arguably, that 100 Thieves have played so far. Well, hmm. Dr. Mark, yes. uh, I will let you in on another half secret. Okay. I have heard from another player that you have not mentioned yet that Cody Sun does, in fact, have a very strong opinion on how the game should be played. Ah. Even if other people have a different opinion on how the game should be played. Interesting. And that may or may not make things difficult in mm. working with this individual. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I wonder how all these different sources have a similar opinion. Uh, Cody, 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 Cody Sun confirmed the new Dardock. Where there is smoke, there is fire. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Curious. Well, it's a lot. I will say it's a lot easier to make smoke than it is fire, though. So you know, make doing making smoke is like half the work. Yeah, but t- generally, if you're going to be making smoke, the same. There's some fire falling. I think the metaphor is maybe, maybe we've gone too far um, with this metaphor. I, I think we've got, gotten right to the kernel of truth here. Which is yeah. about smoke and fire? Yeah, that it's way too easy to create Wake smoke. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> this, uh, this episode's going off the edge. Uh, regardless, if, okay, so to sum it up, all the weird thinking voices things you guys were just doing it sounds like cody has an ego and potentially him and afro don't get along and uh there's there's it, that could be a contributing factor in what's going on you could probably be sued for slander right now travis i don't saying that. i don't think that's true uh maybe it's time to get are you <laughs> a new sports lawyer speaking speaking well i thank god i know one um uh, <laughs> speaking of Speaking of uh, slander, maybe it's time to get some callers in to the show. Uh, Mark, do you want to explain how this works? Yeah, I just sit up and kick the cat off my lap because I can't reach my keyboard. Right no, 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 just explain it right how it works, and then and then. Well, how am I going to pull anyone to the calls? Uh, it was just it, you don't need to do it yet. Mark, you have one job. All right, explain. But I, I, I can't copy and paste the Discord. Explain link how this works. Right? Here, I'll do Travis. the Discord. Yes. Okay, you'll do that part. Yeah. He's okay, buddy. He's okay. Travis, uh, you want to fire this slacker? I could, I could probably do it. I don't, so I don't, <laughs> I don't want to charge that. All right, so here's how this works. Uh, you're gonna to want to join the Discord that Travis is spamming in the chat right now. Once you get there, there's gonna be a text channel and a voice channel. 
you're gonna to wanna to join the voice channel pleb calls or pleb calls too. Once you're in there, you can kind of mute yourself. And then in the text channel of pleb topics, you can go ahead and post whatever it is that you wanna talk about. Please try to give your opinion, not just say, I wanna talk about Cody Sun or I wanna talk about Afro. Please say, you know, whatever your actual thoughts are. I think Afro is actually not as good of a leader. If you can't get these egos in line, whatever it is, put that in there. If we like your topic, we will pull you into the waiting room where you'll have to wait till it's your turn. When it's your turn, we'll do an audio check to make sure you're good to go, and then we'll pull you into the on-air, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, turning Mark up a little bit since I got some feedback that he's a little low. I'll, yeah. I'll sit up. I'm, I'm pretty far from my mic right now. Pick it up, my friend. Yeah. I'll sit up once my cat is – once we have topics. As an aside, uh, it does not guarantee you uh, – it doesn't necessarily put you in a priority queue, but if you are a, uh, a Twitch sub, you can get access to the subtopics chat. Uh, where you can put your take in there. It moves a little slower, so it gives you a little bit of an advantage. Uh, do we, what do we do? We raise hands on this show? No. I have no. a comment. Okay. You can, <laughs> what's your, you what's your comment? A... I, I don't expect you to, to ever Hello? hold back. Yes. Go go for uh, it. I've seen in the chat a couple people saying that I was late to this show. Yeah. You <laughs> however, yeah, you yeah. however the time designated for this show was 8 p.m., Ish. Yeah. That is true. So I did tweet ish. You, can, you cannot be late. You cannot be late for 8 p.m. ish. What is really? what is late for ish? You, if it happened tomorrow, it would not be it. that would not be late. We could do this we could do this right, twenty so at years from time. now. I was 20. here eight PM ish. Yeah, yeah. Well I uh I think I think you're stretching there, but I I appreciate the attempt. Um <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, yeah, if you're a sub, go ahead and put that in the subtopics. I'm going to shout out a couple subs right now. Some uh, some folks folks who have uh, subbed recently: Jeffster, Hobbs, Two, The Impaler, Kermit, Saduk, Saduk, Sudoku, Sudoku. What is it? Sudoku. Sudoku. Thank you. I'm pretty sure he's feeling that buyer's remorse right it's, now. <laughs> it's your boy. Is what he said. <laughs> Bold Font X subbed. Project Cream Pie came in with five months as a tier two sub. Uh, uh Abusioni sub reset for five months as well. Uh, Kazuko thirteen thirty seven a Pef six one nine IC Dom. Thank you uh, for being subs as we're climbing back up. Uh, all right, um, you got a couple folks for us to talk to, Mark? Yeah, I can start pulling the first one. Sure. Why don't There's you go? A lot of people in the fucking Discord, and I got to scroll far. Yeah, let's investigate. Travis, do we have a coffee machine? No, I do have coffee. Boba Cola sent uh, coffee, but he did not send a coffee machine. Not that he needs to, but um, no, I think it's on you to grind that up. Well, it's grind. It's already grinded. It just we need the machine. Like oh, you. Can <laughs> then it's on you to. We're joined right now by Tossman. Tossman, I believe you've been on the show before. Am I am I correct in this? Uh, I want to say it was a couple of weeks ago, but yes. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. I'm going to turn you down a little bit. Um, I uh, thank you for being a Twitch sub, by the way. Uh, what would? Oh, where are you calling from, by the way? Uh, I'm calling from Ottawa, Canada. Ottawa, Canada. Canadian on the show. What uh, would you like to talk about tonight? All right. So I know you guys just finished talking about this, but everybody loves drama. That's the best part of all of watching NA. So back to 100 Thieves, 
Uh, I think 100 Thieves is definitely this season's breaking point. They even have the handy uh, documentary already going, so they can just stitch them together. Made by the same editor who made Breaking Point, by the way. Gabe. Boy, Gabe. Exactly. Gabe Ruiz. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. And Cody being subbed out isn't that crazy, depending on what they wanted. But the... Uh, them deciding to leave Cody at home kind of says there's a bit more of the story and it's it's kind of sketchy a little bit that they didn't even bring him to the studio <laughs> to even pretend he could sub out. Yeah, I don't understand. That seems like the strangest thing to me is why leave him at home? That was a big yikes from us when we heard about that because <laughs> early on we are like, oh, they're subbing out uh, Cody Stunt for Ricara. So we started like, you know, go through all the stats, you know, try and come up with some like super cool explanation here where probably is going next level. You know, we're giving coaches a lot of credit now. Through yeah, the after what Reaper pulled. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then halfway through the set, <laughs> our producer comes in. And he's like, hey, guys, Cody Stunt's not even in the building. <laughs> we're like, whoa, there's a different story. <laughs> Yeah, Mark. Mark dropped that. Mark dropped that. He's like, yeah, I've been looking around the studio. I haven't seen him here, so I don't know what's going on there. And and like you could like you could tell that like a million people raced to Reddit to go into like the the thread about the games, and they're just like, Cody said confirmed not in the building. What is going Man, on? Did you read? Because if you read his Twitter, Mark, you're thing, muted. I think, I think. Yeah, Mark is muted. I think it should stay that way. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> I said even better was what Kobe was about to say. His his, his Twitter post, right? Yeah, his yeah. Twitter post where he's like, yeah, I was told to be ready. Yeah, yeah the, best, the best part Wait, is like my team told me to watch the games from home and be on standby to come to the studio if they needed to sub me in. Which yeah, is that's like ridiculous. It's like 15, 20 minutes okay. away. To be clear though, to be clear, had they said, had they said, hey, uh, you know, we're not fielding you. After the Mickey situation the week before, they might have been afraid he'd just get on a plane and fly someplace else. He might just bail out. You never know in this. So you got to say, be on standby. Don't leave uh, because they'll just leave. That's true. You should always specify what country you should be in <laughs> when you're employed yeah. by a team that is actively playing yeah. in the playoffs. That's awesome yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. To the caller's point, I think – Toastman, did you say that you thought 100 Thieves were just, like, sketchy straight up? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I said that towards the end. Uh, like, 100 Thieves sort of feels like a sketchy org in some respects. Like, the the brand themselves, the Nade Shot and that. Well, what do you um, mean by... When you say sketchy, it makes me feel like they're not going to... Like, sketchy is like they're not paying the players I mean, I, or they're... Obviously, I don't think it's going to get to that point because there's, like, actual money behind them. Yeah. So I don't think there's going to be anything legit illegal going on. But um, <laughs> a lot I of... I mean, it sounds like they're... they. My sense with 100 Thieves is that uh, the they're, they're run really well in every category except for the PR point around moments like this, right? And that... Rather than say anything, they say nothing until a player goes out and puts out like a twit longer, which you know we never want to see anything in twit longer form, and then and then everybody's just sort of like speculating off of this weird thing that a player said, like that 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 feels like their flaw, right? And that they they can 
they built a brand that's great. They built a winning team, uh, and Kobe's raising his hand. What do you, what do you think, Kobe? Uh, I I like the first point that you brought up, um, but then like didn't go more on is like they should have someone whose job it is to prepare for situations like this, right? Because you're talking about uh, the PR person um, and announcements like this. It feels like with their reactions um, where they'd rather just not say anything. Yeah. It's kind of it's like uh, some of our reactions when you know Reddit is too hot or something. And we're like, oh, it's too dangerous. I, I just don't want to you know, interact at all. But it, if you're a team, you, know, you always have to have something ready first before people will fill in. If you don't have anything ready when you make a change, then people will fill in stuff. And they'll usually fill in what they can think of as the worst possible, you know, reason. So I agree with that one. I think that is an important part of it. Yeah. 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 Communication is, is a key part of like building a, but would you, would you call that company sketchy? Because like, I think we're past the days of like the legitimately sketchy ping and mouse pad. Yeah. I don't think it's sketchy. I think it's just, uh, but is it, is, it, is it sketchy in the new context of, like, a franchise model? No, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, they they just are, uh, you know, Kelby used the word incompetent last week. I think <laughs> in this one area, they are uh, behaving, acting a little incompetent. I don't I don't know why, because you would think, like, I have a lot of respect for Nate Shot, and I think he's done a lot with 100 Thieves. You would think that given his time in esports and his time building communities that he would have... Uh, insight into how to like message this stuff appropriately. Interestingly, by the way, on this topic, uh, Cody sent a lot of people were linking a tweet um, from Cody that said, uh, "Watching C9 and TSM battle out in Game Five makes me really appreciate the amount of blow. I hope our series is exciting." That was at 7:39 p.m. In my interview with with Pobelter. He said that all this stuff gets locked at 8.30 p.m. and they find out at that time, essentially. So it's fascinating to me, these timelines, because I, I wonder how late this was decided. You've got Cody saying at 7.40 that this is the case, but then TL finding out at 8.30 that he's not going to be playing. It's just kind of weird. There's that as well as how PR savvy Cody is, because... If I don't think players are generally that PR savvy. I don't think generally, but I, I think, think he just he was probably getting a lot of messages that are like, "Hope everything's okay, bud." Because at first, people were thinking like there must have been some sort of emergency, right? That like no, no, but but yeah. I'm even seeing that tweet, but the one at 7:40 the day before. Mm. Mm. I'm saying that like how like there are some relatively savvy, clever players who, and I don't know if Cody's one of them. I don't know him personally well enough, but he he could have known. What did that you say? Kobe, uh, he was he was basically saying, you know, like, oh, I'm really excited to play tomorrow, this and that. And then when he it finds out that he's not playing tomorrow, people are kind of like, what happened? He seems so excited, you know, and it, it kind of puts the onus more on the organization. So I don't know if, if he's PR savvy or not. I don't know Cody at all. But I'm just saying, that, like, it's possible that he knew this move was coming and he got ahead of the curve better than Hunter. But we're just, I mean, we're just speculating, to be this clear. Is honestly, speculation. This yeah. is pure. This is not any factor. With what has happened this year... Every org should be 100% well aware that they need to have some sort of explanation for any change mm -hmm. that they make when they make it, way before, so that there's no chance that the information is leaked from some player's Twitter, from some player you know, talking to someone from a different perspective. 
when you decide to make a change, before you even make that change, once you've decided it, you should be like, all right, I'm talking to my you know, PR person or whatever. We're typing this up. We're putting this out there immediately so that there's no question about the possible you know, you know, motives behind yeah, this. You, you should control it, the narrative. If you don't, then the worst possible ones are going to come out. And I mean, Reaper, Reaper, Cloud Nine. You know, they were very. They, he was like Reaper said in his interview afterwards. He was, he said, "Yes, I would still make the changes this season that I made, but I would do it nicer." And that's, to me, is basically a way of saying you know he would do it with a, a lot better communication. You know, to not not just the players but also the fans. The one that stands out to me is the Hundred Thieves. Meteos trade where like they didn't have something ready to go the the day of that like when they tell Meteos they're prepared you know I think that's that's not necessarily the fault of the PR person either as much as it gets put onto them like did the coaching staff and management reach out to the PR person and say this decision was being made so that they could draft something in coordination with them I don't know either way I, I agree that like a lot of the, the PR is often lagging behind. Well, anyway, so we've been kind of, we're all, we're coming out of a party. So we're all in a good mood, Tossman. But did you have a... I think we're still in a party. We're, we're in a party. So we're all in a good mood, Tossman. Do you, I, 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 do you have anything you would elaborate on? Do you have a take on this stuff a little bit more than and what we've gone? I don't want us to talk over you. Uh, no, no. I think that's basically uh, right on with the PR and all that. Um yeah, I think I think the sketchy was a bit, you know, flashy language, but sure, uh, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you? Um, uh, where are you? Any shout outs? Anything you'd say here at the end? Oh, I just want to say, go Echo Fox, win Gauntlet, please, for the love of God. Very Don't good. Disappoint me again. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Tossman. Have a good one. Oh, kind of breaking up there at the end. Thanks, dude. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Do you have um, a plug, Travis, or are we plugging away? Yeah, I think we're we're plugging away. It is time, everyone. Kobe, you can just be silent during all this. Maybe that'd be for the best. Uh, it is time for me to discuss uh, the the greatest supporter we have of this show of this program. They've been supporting us for quite some time now, and that's Omen by HP. Uh, I know Twitch chat right now. They usually spam all the Omen by HP stuff. Mark is wearing. Their logo. He needs to get a little closer to the camera so we can see the logo on the. But he's wearing their headset right now, and you can see that wonderful logo. I actually have. Uh, they recently got uh, showed up at me and Kobe's apartment, uh, though not for Kobe. Um, made sure he knew that. Uh, here's the keyboard. Their new keyboard, the sequencer uh, that they sent my way, and uh, also have their new mouse. Need to, need to plug these in, but wanted to be able to show you guys. Uh, show you guys that they'd sent this over this is the reactor um so anyway thank you so much to omen for supporting the show for supporting esports they do a ton of stuff including overwatch league uh they sponsor steel g they sponsor uh cloud nine uh they've done a whole lot of stuff i know they were at pax this past weekend doing uh, some Fortnite stuff i believe it was um and uh they've been doing a ton of stuff in the space they support this show and really it's uh it's fantastic that you guys have shown su such support to them i really appreciate uh, your support as as I'm doing this ad, I'm turning more and more red, omen red. I guess that's the way the the camera wants to show me. Uh, but 
If you guys uh, can, if you want to, it'd be really great if you go throw them a uh, follow on Twitter, if you use Twitter. Um, if not, then maybe you make an entirely new Twitter account and you follow one account, and that's the Omen by HP account. Uh, you can tweet at them, uh, thank them for their support. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, uh, you can link that in the description. Uh, it's, they support both me and Mark. Uh, that's right, Mark does actually get paid to be on the show despite how little work he puts into it. Uh, Kobe, he's a caster, so he gets a ton of that riot money. He doesn't really need any more uh, of it. And uh, and also, I you know he he actually this is a true story. Kobe he negotiated me into a quarter. I actually he pays five dollars rent on our apartment. I pay the rest of it. Uh, it's it's Wait, a, what? a shocking development the way it worked out. I don't know. He ne- he negotiated really well. Since you just said that, I'm holding you to that. I'm yeah. literally only paying five dollars next month. That's I Boom. would. That's uh, uh, you know. There's yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, hey, you got yourself in some shit, didn't well, you, buddy? I think we both will whenever we get a, a pay or quit notice on the front door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> either way. Uh, the great now news is that, that probably won't happen. You be- want to move out? Oi, you going to hold up this $5 deal. That probably won't happen because uh, Omen by HP, they help pay me money that I can use for my rent. So thank you so much. Hey, to well, Omen you know what? HP. I also support Omen yeah. uh, in supporting Travis so that I only have to pay $5 for rent from it, now we- on. That's uh, it's on camera. I'm going to have to renegotiate my contract with them if that's, uh, if that's how we're planning on moving forward anyway thank you so much Owen. let's move on to another caller mark if you want to go okay, grab okay wow one of those i will uh plug. Plug. i'll shut <laughs> that's that's what the marketing team at omen is going to say when they see it uh thank you to grandmaster franker z nt65 boba Cola gifted a sub to dadris who's uh, at five months i think purely off of gifts uh dblg99 light hammer j dubs Yuna the summoner Kyrie the light lord a lot of like World of Warcraft names in here. Trant, Jonathan, the Marimba guy, Tinbuster Zero Zero, Mother Mango, and Lengthy Zemet for five months. Looks like Who's we got, got the highest item level. Looks like we got our next caller. It's Zach. <laughs> uh, in How the you doing, man? How's it going, Zach? It's going great. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. Kobe, have you ever been to New Orleans? Uh, I have not, but. My brother and my mother both thoroughly enjoy jazz, and they go to New Orleans quite often. Yeah. There you go. Well, maybe I should do like spring finals over there, so y'all can get shit faced after. I'm definitely <laughs> down. Pretty good. Kobe's, Kobe will approve that uh, if he can. Thank you for being a Twitch sub, by the way, Zach. Uh, uh, absolutely. Would you? Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, I kind of think that uh, C9 will handily beat TL in the finals because Team Liquid's playstyle is super one-dimensional, and they have lack of carry potential at a bot lane. Um, yeah, so that's my main thing. I have, like, little points written down, kind of. Um, so, like, in the last week of uh, regular season, when TSM was playing Team Liquid, Doublelift was 100% set to carry that game, in my opinion. And they had very, uh, very good peel for him. I mean, I looked back, and Ollie was on Alistar, Pobelter was on Galio, and Xmithy was on Kindred, which I think was, like, super important to keep him alive. And I understand that Bjergsen was on Akali, who is borderline broken right now. But uh, I still think he should have easily taken over that game, especially how far he put down TSM's bot lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that uh, Cloud9 will do better than TSM. And I think TSM played expe- exceptionally well in the semis. I-, I 100% did not expect that from him. I think they stepped up really hard. 
Just so you know, Ole is in the chat right now, and he's he's expressing yeah. disappointment and sadness as uh, you're talking. I, I apologize. He doesn't, he doesn't like this take. This is not the take for him. This is just my Gold 5 uh, shitter analysis. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, Mark and Kobe, uh, thoughts on this? Uh, let's start off Let's start off with can... Kobe. Well, well, well I think stomp TL. Ole is a beast. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Just Are you just saying that because he's in chat? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Because we but... were at a party earlier tonight, Kobe, and you, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't say enough bad stuff. Yeah. Uh... Uh, so no, but do you first off? Let's start with can will will we see a C nine stomp in the finals against Team Liquid? Uh, Ignoring so, Ole. Yeah, so it's kind of hard leading up to these things. So we do look at all uh, the games that both the teams have played, obviously leading up to this, but we also talk to a lot of the players as far as which teams are still scrimming to try and get you know more inside info on like. Uh, you know what they're trying in scrims or like how, how each team is doing and a lot of people have been super confident in a lot of different areas for cloud nine so that that does bode well for them um and like the caller was pointing out it was a long time ago so i already forgot uh you know what his name is or you're talking about but uh what's your name it's it's zach. In, zach you're in discord open up discord he's right there I mean, I'm, you got me opening Skype, and uh, I'm pretty sure that installed a virus on my computer. So, uh, probably lost. I probably just got keylogged. Uh, Sorry, honestly, what were you though, saying? Zach brought up a good point um, because some of the games for Team Liquid, um, you know, they draft fully around Double Lift. We had that interview with Double Lift where he's talking about he asks a lot from his team, um, and he's very grateful for his team to play around him. If you're in that position, though, like um, you need to be the main carry. If he's the Kaisa among no other real damage dealers on the team, uh, then yeah, he should be asking, "Hey, I need Brom in front of me right now. I need Zillion Ult at this time. Hey, I'm committing." Uh, I'm not sure. It's hard to place the blame in those situations where you're like, "Well, the Zillion should be communicating with him that this is when I'm going to ult you, so you can stay in now, or this is when my Unbreakable is up, so you can go offensive now." But those types of things need to be worked out, which you know, whichever person is doing the communication, uh, if you have you know, like kind of kind of a narrow win condition. So does that For mean me, that C9 is going to stomp T- TL? Well, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a 3-0, but I, I would put more on 3-1, 3-1. or anything. Yeah, 3 3-1 C9. I mean, honestly, if you look at Pobelter, his his champ pool is wide, but it's not it's not like at a top tier as far as Jensen's concerned. Well, and I mean, is he going to be playing Jensen? What about Golden Glue? Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, that's my. That's another point because how can you really prepare for their mid lane? Because we've seen Golden Glue play like Akali and. Art Assassins in Academy, whenever he came into, uh, whenever he came to the NALCS, he was playing Orianna and other control mages. It's like you don't know what to expect because you would expect Jensen to play these flashy assassins, and Golden Glue have other uh, other abilities to bring to the table, but it seems like they're interchangeable. I mean, now, for me, it basically to prepare, but maybe I don't know if it's easy to prepare, but it basically comes down to how exploitable he is and like how repeatable that regular season game was between Team Liquid and C9 because yeah, they really blew up Pobelter that one time and I don't think they're ready for it, but if he's playing like Galio into Assassins 
and Malzahar into other stuff, or maybe like an Oriana, a Rise, maybe one other thing to round it out. So he pretty much always has a champion, something generically strong. Like I don't, I don't know how abusable Pobelter is. Wait, we lost Sam. What? Did I your, still hear you. Your webcam turned off. Oh, sh Skype. There Hello? you go. Is yeah. that Hooney? Yeah, that's Hooney. Oh, it, so if I minimize it, the camera turns off. Okay, well, don't minimize it, I guess. Also, is my Skype thing still Hooney? Because it used to be a troll picture of Hooney. Uh, it is. He's like laughing or going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's being Hooney. Anyways, yeah. I think a lot of that series comes down to how exploitable that is because also how much does Sneaky lose to double it because Sneaky has some of the worst landing stats, but he's largely been okay in playoffs. Um, and if they can kind of do to Sneaky what they did to Cody or uh, Rikara, then that's really scary. But if they can't do that, I, I think C9's in an okay spot. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can't fault you for that opinion at all. But you were saying, uh, sorry, you were saying, uh, Zach, that you feel like there's a carry issue. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Uh, very one-dimensional. Oh. I mean, how, how often have we seen, like, Pobelter just completely take over a game or impact or even X Smithy. I mean, he, he has X Smithy has his performances on Kindred, but I kind of feel like Kindred's just a super strong champion at this point. So it might just be the champion and not necessarily the player. I'm not saying anything bad about these players because they're obviously and all you, pros. You just think yeah, that they they have to rely on Peter too much. I feel that that is an issue. Yeah, yeah but like you like there's single carry teams internationally that are fine. Like RNG. Yeah, yeah, RNG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uzi. So like if. if if they can be the NA equivalent of RNG, which basically means Doublelift is always ahead because he's better, and your other soul laners aren't so far behind that they're holding Doublelift back, then you kind of like... But, it, I mean, it, it is it is fair to say that there is like a single point of failure in right. Team Liquid's lineup, and that is like an issue that, that teams can exploit. Um, and with Cloud9 looking so good in a lot of different situations, they have... Uh, not just four good players, but seven good players. If only Golden Guardians had oh, done with that, then they uh, they would you'd see things uh, maybe a little different. So I, I I see what you mean uh, because it is a lot of pressure to put on on one man. Zach, when's when's the last time Double have consistently lost laning phase when he wasn't when he wasn't on Vlad? <laughs> I don't know. Well, um but are, I, I can't tell you. Are our teams going to get good enough and adapt and challenge uh, that strategy and figure out a way to like shut them down? Maybe, may, maybe. They well, hold on. I, I don't think. I think most people would agree that Double Lift is the best bottom laner in the whole league. So I don't think a lot of people are going to try and contest you on that point and say, you know, Double Lift is you know is not the best AD carry or whatever. But I like the point of trying to turn the lens to the other yeah. roles, and specifically, Licorice versus Impact. Um, Those four Orn games really going to exploit Impact? Well, uh, I mean, how how many resources does Doublelift take up from his team? I remember in that interview he says, "I want Impact to save his TP for bot lane." It might not be exactly what he said, but uh, I feel like most bot laners would say that, though. I mean, yeah. But how often, like, Licorice, I, I feel like, adapts and he reacts better to a cross-map plays. I mean, this is just my... By the I way, think... really, hang on really quickly. 
Okay. Ta- Rachel from Mateo's in the Twitch chat. She says, I have no volume, but where's Kobe's shirt? I could go get it right now. Yeah. We talked about this, Rachel. I talked about the beginning. She can't hear you. She has no volume. Uh, okay. You, you go get the shirt. I'll stall. Yeah. Um, to the Licorice point, I think he's a better carry player than Licorice. Or, uh, excuse me, Im- Impact. And I would normally be concerned if that was like some place that they were going to attack. But everything we saw out of them in semis was very much a mid and bot lane focused game plan. Um, now, that's not to say they can't pivot away from it, but like seeing four games of Orn and one on Poppy or whatever it was of Licorice does not make me think like that's scary as a TL, like uh, if you were a TL fan. Like you're not going to look at that and be like, oh man, he's going to play Orn so fucking well, Impact's going to get shut down. Because that's exactly what Orn, that's what, exactly what Impact wants. Well, can, can you really put that on, on Licorice? I mean, that, uh, I don't know how much of the draft he had input on what he was playing oh i'm not i'm not faulting him for that but i'm just saying like looking strictly at the game plan that c9 showed in semis as a tl fan you would not be scared of the game plan that they showed necessarily right right i see what you're saying yeah around top specifically right hey, i Jack. just feel like okay oh, yeah ahead. sorry go ahead no oh, go ahead okay. uh, i just feel like uh c9 is very like diverse in their play style because yep. i i don't think I don't. Even I don't know. think I've, they need. To, I don't think they need to play Orn five times. I don't think I, that. I, I just didn't agree. see anything different. Yeah. I, I just. I can't see. I can't even tell what the difference is between Jensen and Blabber compared to Golden Glue and Sven. They're, they champ the champions they play. I could see each player playing them. You know. Yep. So I just don't know what the difference brings other than communication. We lost you again, Mark. Or yeah, Kobe. If you minimize I, it, it, it really... It's I put it to the other screen now. Is it fine? Yeah, it's, not, oh, it's fine now. Oh, I'm looking at the stream and it shows yeah. the Hoonie face. Yes. I like it. That's so sick. Nice nice shirt, dude. Yeah. Hey! Well, uh, thank you so much, Zach, for the call. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a good one. We'll see how things play out uh, this week. And thanks again for being a sub, too. All right, good night, guys. Yeah. Just got to stop down for a second. My cat pooped in, in the litter box and it smells really bad. Classic. I don't know if I'll be able to continue, Travis. Continue the show? Yeah, I'm gonna have to just okay. call it. Do you do you do you need to, do you need to go handle All right. that? No. Thank no. you everyone for joining us tonight uh, <laughs> on Hotline League. Uh, Nemsick reset for 12, 12 oh, This is the first twelve month sub I have seen one year. Thank you, Nemsek, for being a, tw- a one-year sub. I've, this is the first time I think that's ever happened. It's tier two sub two, so thank you uh, for your support. You're you're subbing for two. Uh, wow, that's crazy. I heart cheese LL subbed, uh, Leveler subbed, Anti TP resub for two months, Gladius Lips sub for three, Blubble Monster, Rhinopolis, Non Sarcastic Candy, and Relaptic. And we've got. Chris on the show. Chris, what a um, what a nondescript name. Yeah, I know. I've been here a few just... times and can't remember. What's that? I've been here a few times and just it seems like you forgot the other ones. Okay, well I yeah. Oh, Travis, you I... don't care about anyone. <laughs> that seems like a really strong statement to make because I can't remember Chris calling well, in before. Because he remembered the second time, but not this time. Chris. Welcome back to the show. It's great to always hear from you. Remind the audience once more where you're calling from. Illinois. I'm calling from State College, Pennsylvania. Oh! Ah, I was close. 
Nice try. I uh, would have remembered that for the record. You didn't even remember when the show was starting, and you live with me, and I drove you home and said the show started. I right remembered now. when the show was starting. It was 8 p.m. ish. Chris, I was here at 8 p.m. ish. When I think 8 p.m. ish, I think 8:42. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, it's a bad brain, there, Mark. Chris, Chris, I apologize for my coast. What would you like to talk about tonight? I would like to talk about how I think that 100 Thieves problem during the series wasn't actually Rikara, though he was a problem. He wasn't the problem. The problem was their failure to play around Sunday. Sorry, what was the last bit? Their problem was their failure to play around Sunday as they slowly kept picking tankier and tankier champs for him instead of carries. So I would agree that uh, Rikara was not the problem. I don't know if they win that series with Cody Sun in. Um, though it's still not a good look to lose while bringing in, you know, obviously. Um, so so actually, you know, I don't know. Uh, Kobe and, and Mark, do you guys think that uh, Ricara wasn't the problem? Would they have won with Co- with uh, with Cody? And, and what do you think of the idea of um, the someday issue? I don't think that they would have won with Cody. Um, but Ricara was a problem. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can lose lane on average by like anywhere between fifteen and fifty CS and not be considered a problem. Oh yeah, it's not that he wasn't a problem, but he wasn't the biggest problem for the team. If you look at the difference between Ricara and Cody Sun, I still think that it was with Cody Sun, whereas. If they're able to play around someday and a carry instead of just putting on tanks, they have a better chance. Hmm. I'm trying to think it over in my head because, as far as I can tell, the problem with 100 Thieves is that they tend to play a very standard style against a very good marksman player who crushes your marksman and then will be more effective in a standard front to back team fight because he's ahead. Uh, and to your point, you know, like if you had a top laner who could smash and disrupt that, which someday seems to have the skill to do, then maybe that can offset the double if problem. But that doesn't change the fact that they just have a vastly better marksman than your marksman. So I'm a little on the fence on either side here. I don't know if Kobe feels any different. Yeah, I mean, so the reason why Team Liquid are such a good standard team is a lot because of what Double F said in that video where he asks a lot, but his team is very willing to play around him. They have a super good marksman. They have basically the best marksman in our whole league. And impact for a top laner, super good at playing frontline tanks. Uh, Smithy as well for the jungle, super good at playing, uh, you know, whatever the team needs as far as frontline for the jungle, you know, playmaking, that sort of thing. Pobelter as a mid laner as well. Everyone kind of tools their style around this super standard, you know, League of Legends team that plays. Maybe it's a little bit outdated, uh, or at least it was outdated when uh, the bot lane changes happened, but around playing Protect the Marksman, uh, you know, for the bottom lane, they have the best Marksman. So it makes sense that it's very difficult for any other team to play a similar style to that and then beat them. And 100 Thieves didn't, you know, have some sort of super 
early game angle you can go for them or like some echo fox angle where you know some all-star players right i guess I, I think the thing i agree with would be like um you know maybe maybe someday right and that's kind of the thing that people can latch on to is that someday is an all-star player and maybe you can could have had him you know pull some crazy stuff but uh, impact has kind of made a career on not letting people style on him that hard and being able to be a tank for his team and being able to team fight for his team super well. Kobe, when yeah. you were talking about Team Liquid, you didn't mention Ole. I already said at the beginning of the section that Ole is a beast. Okay, okay, is, Ole, is Ole still in the chat? Uh, probably not anymore after the way well, then we don't, we don't the way the way Kobe just him. tweeted him. I think he's probably he's probably gone. I'm gonna see if Ole's still in the chat. At oh, oh he's still in the chat. Okay, yeah, Ole's is uh, another huge factor in, in. So I was actually thinking about Sunday, and I might be doubting myself because if you look at last year, at the Dignitas series in the Gauntlet, was actually a similar thing where Dignitas had been playing around bot lane. And then he decided to try playing around someday instead in the gauntlet with no real word. And just got like 3-0'd by, I think, COG, was it? It was them or it was um, C9. Because it was Immortals TSM C9 who went. So I think it was... maybe I forget who they lost to. Yeah, but like that was also his case where basically a team of someday who had been playing around their bot lane in a similar sort of style decide to switch it up, play on Sunday, and he got super far ahead and just could never actually carry games. But that could also be a team thing. Maybe Sunday actually can't carry fully in some games? I don't know. It's, to, to your point, it doesn't even feel like 100 Thieves tried that approach in the series. Like, game one with the blind GP was the closest thing to like being like Sunday carious, and then it worked. And then from there, they went further and further from the someday carry gameplay. I mean, the NAR was an honest attempt, uh, but they didn't give him any in-game resources. And then from there, they just completely abandoned it. It felt like an opt into tank first tank next two times. So, like, you know, I would have liked to have seen them say, like, yeah, Rakara is clearly not going to beat double if let's go really hard in another lane. And then they didn't do that in games two, uh, three and four. But... I still have to think that their inability to match up with their preferred play style in the bot lane is a bigger problem than their inability to switch play styles to the top side. But that's, that's just fair. my take. Yeah. Very good. Well, I hey. also think that. Oh. Oh, I was. Uh, why don't you go ahead and finish your your thought, Chris? Because I know we we've got a couple more callers and we're we're wrapping up soon. Yeah, I would say maybe someday himself is in practice on the split push style because in our game he was also like pretty much a ramming for a lot of the game when NAR is supposed to be splitting. So that could also be an issue. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much, uh, Chris, for calling in. Sorry no that I... Uh... Chris, thanks so much for calling in. Have a good day. I'm actually not sorry for anything. I'm. I just Travis, you should apologize at the end of every single caller that calls in in a general apology. Smoke Dog, by the way, uh, Mark... You'll, you should stay for the smoke dog resub for six months, and I love this this suggestion or this uh, comment with their sub. Three thirty unholy DK looking to join the NALCS guild. <laughs> just like, um, isn't smoke dog already three thirty? Yeah, three thirty is not. Uh, wait, what? Also, I'm not in the NALCS guild. I can't help you, dude. <laughs> um, Actually, 
Travis is the only one that is. I'm not in it either. Yeah, I'm well, yeah. Guinness. Mark is joining them tomorrow, right? I, I might join tonight okay. if I can. I need to talk to Clakey and I need to do a uh, server transfer. Yeah. Uh, server transfers sometimes take a bit, so you should start that earlier. Then, um, but, Kobe, oh. you have people in your – you have NALCS people in your guild, right? Mark, you should also buy a bunch of stuff on your auction house. So then when you transfer, you can sell it for higher on the Ticonchus auction house. Is Tyke higher? I think Tyke's lower. Oh. Are you on like a high pop server? Because usually yeah, low pop servers will sell for less and you can buy Dream is, is full. It's like the one of the OG roleplay. I mean, Ticonchus is the fullest yeah, server. Yeah, Ticonchus is Because it has server. all, it has literally always been it's the, the best PVPers are there. So then everyone goes to that server. All right. All I know is that Emerald Dream is always, you know, has like the full thing. Says full when you yeah, yeah so does Tyke so maybe it's about the same, but uh, Kobe you have LCS pros in your guild too right? Yeah I well Lorlo specifically yeah um and a bunch of our Discord friends and then Lorlo has a bunch of brothers that have all been gladiator for yeah. multiple well, seasons. Well, well, used to be a pro spot yeah. yeah 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 uh like Smite or something I don't know yeah his brother is it was a world champion in Smite or maybe it was. Yeah. Here's the storm. I uh, and in addition to Twitch Prime subs and bits and all that stuff, I also take gold on Tychondrus. I have characters on the line. I'm also gonna get the next caller. And Horde, Microsoft. So should, do you do you think I should stream WoW or will that like? Fuck yeah, I don't think you should. Because you don't that stream. My stream. Yeah, I think I think if you want to build your stream, you should stream League. Yeah, but I I, I think if you I'm stream playing WoW, a lot of WoW. I don't know, because I actually just I just worry that you're not going to get as high a viewer count. But Ovly was streaming yeah. WoW and was getting like several hundred people the other day. I, she's well, the thing about the thing about WoW is streaming. that you can like talk to the stream the whole time. Yeah, that's true. Abaxial is here. Abaxial, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Rockville, Maryland. Okay, that's such a professional disc. Is that your picture in Discord? Do you not yes. know who this is? Come on, Travis. Travis, we've talked before. I went to the World Championship. He's a coach. We yeah, wait, we have met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was a. Uh, were you Keys at the time or or Pain? I mean, INTZ. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. 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 That's why. Because I, I, I looked know at because we did after I heard Coach. Together. I looked at your picture oh, and I was like Brazil. Right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what? Uh, what do you want to call in, or what? Sorry, what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, you want to hear about TSM, right? I mean, I don't want to, but I've noticed that Travis always wants to talk about TSM. I've noticed that there's great viewer count <laughs> increase when we talk about TSM. All right, so TSM lost the semis because of two primary reasons: they weren't able to have uh, Greg play enough champions, and because they weren't using Bjergsen's pressure properly. TSM wanted to play a style that was uh, isolate bot, fight around aggressive in the solo lanes. The primary way that this, this was with Shen support. Pretty easy way to do it, right? But um, once you take away the Shen support, you need to do one of two things. You need to either put uh, Greg on a champion that can force something aggressive in the solo lanes, uh, like Olaf, oh, banned as well, or you need to uh, do a pressure transfer where you're going to push up one lane, you're going to allow that guy to rotate to another lane. You should be doing this kind of anyways. Um, but TSM don't do that very well. Uh, there were two times in the playoffs where, uh, actually on both different sidelines, where uh, Bjergsen would push up mid, 
And then because the side lanes meet, you know, like eight seconds later, you uh, you want to push up mid and then you say, OK, side laner, you're also going to play aggressive. Uh, if the other guy fights you back for this wave, I'm going to come in and kill him. But then you see both Hauntzer and Sven let the enemy team just push that wave as well. And thus, uh, they're in a bad position to fight that in the side lane. And even if they do win, they can't get something afterwards because they let the enemy team kill the wave. So um, that's, you know, pressure transfers in a nutshell, at least from mid to the sideline. But Grig also, um, again, you know, why didn't they put him on stuff like Nocturne or Kindred or something that lets them play a little more aggressively in the 2v2? Trondle's a good 2 versus 2 champion, but only in counter ganks. You can't actually do something aggressive with that. And, you know, I guess uh, I want to hear from Kobe or Mark here. Um, is that that they've tried these other champions with Greg and it just hasn't been successful or they haven't been trying because, you know, there's something uh, confidence based going on here. So that's my take on TSM. Sure. What do you so, all think? so, yeah. So Kobe and, and Mark, uh, is that sort of what do you think of that explanation for the loss? And, and is it a Grig champion issue? So I, I don't think it's Griggs fault about the champion issue um and it and then it comes down to our it's always our speculation with why tsm does the things that they do with their junglers uh (laughs) i know i know grig as an individual can play more champions right he can play you know dueling champions he can't play Uh, how do you know or where do you pull that from from? solo queue queue, from solo queue for sure he carries uh, Greg had, what was it? He had like rank, I think he was rank one. Maybe it was just two, uh, but he had like multiple accounts in top 50 at the same time. Um, and both those accounts had a lot of the, you know, solo queue-esque damage-oriented junglers uh, in them. So I like as an individual, I am very confident that he could play different champions. And so then it comes down to, it's, it's so difficult because we always have to speculate, right? We we have no insight insight into who on TSM you know may be deciding what sort of strategies they go for or why they make the sort of choices that they do. But I think that as a player, he could pilot different champions if they thought that was the best way for them to win. But they don't think, as a collective group, that is the best way for them to win. That and like. When we've seen the TSM Nocturne, it hasn't looked good. We've seen it a number of times, and like there would be like 19 minute first ultimates, and like yes, there are instances where holding your ultimate can be the right play, but um, it's it's just not something that seems to work well for them. Whether or not they give Greg the tools to succeed on the Nocturne or not, it, it just doesn't seem to work out. So we, we've seen that I think a couple times in the regular season. And I, I wouldn't want to see Greg on Nocturne after seeing how much they underperform with it. Um, Weldon, other- Weldon is in the chat, and he says, Kindred and Olaf were banned basically every game. Nocturne isn't very good because you have to build a whole comp. So I think this is a weird argument. There were no carries left aside from Graves. Uh, Nocturne's fine, but people in NA don't know how to play Nocturne because nobody ever pushed up a sideline with Nocturne. Everyone just tries to ARAM in mid. So yeah, Nocturne is quote-unquote bad. As for uh, other champions, there's also Gragas. Gragas is much better at forcing 
plays on solo lanes than uh, either Sejuani because better as presence pre six or Trundle because again you know can either initiate the gank or counter gank. But they abandoned Gragas after the first game because, I don't know, because Braum is really high priority. But you can still play Gragas into Braum. Like, that's fine. Especially if, again, you want to play into the solo lanes and away from your bot lane. Yeah, they, they, they did have, after that triple ban strategy, like you said, the first game, they banned the Gragas in the second phase of bans. And I think they forget exactly how they adapted their bans. There's one time that they banned Trundle and Gnar or something. I, I forget exactly. Also, I would say North America might have like, the highest priority on Nocturne possible of the major regions. Um, and I do think that there are a lot of drawbacks to the champion as far as you know later stages into the game and having to do very specific things with it. So um, it does make it a bit difficult, but you can um, you know, utilize them very effectively if you're deciding everything for it but i also don't think that tsm has shown uh that they're they've had a lot of success with their attempts at split pushing uh, yeah, they tried they tried multiple times in the tiebreakers as well as in the playoffs themselves multi, you know a couple of different looks at uh you know split pushing styles with rise Nar. and nar and uh tom well, kench even right in, but in that's, that's funny to me because yeah. TSM were actually a decent side laning team in 2016 and 2017. Um, but now, despite having players that they think um, have better ideas on macro, uh, you know, namely Mythy, um, they seem to have regressed a bit in that. Because, I mean, I, I know Bjergsen knows how to sideline. I mean, <laughs> he's definitely good at it. But they don't seem confident in doing that. Like, Bjergsen should be able to push up a sideline, and sure, you know, I'm not saying you have to play Nocturne, but let's say you play, uh, play Nocturne for the sake of argument. Have the Nocturne behind him if they get the, if they try to two versus one on the um, rise, then okay, you counter gank with the Nocturne, you kill both of them, so on and so forth. Um, but they just don't seem to be trying to do that, nor are they trying to transfer pressure in laning phase like I talked about earlier. And so that confuses me a lot. I think the, the transferring pressure thing is concern for me. Because when Sven and Golden Glue subbed in, well, I guess afterwards they did an interview about when they subbed in. So one of the things we noticed in the series is that they're not playing proactively in the early game. So we can take Graves and kind of just try and pressure them wherever we can because we don't think they'll make their own play or trade pressure properly. Um, and I think that was, that was a big part of when they came in was the fact that they didn't feel scared of TSM making their own plays to punish anything, which is less about the jungle pool and more about the team mindset for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if you want to give Reaper credit for anything, I would say looking at both T9 Academy and uh, Cloud9 in this series, um, both of them seem to very consistently always be in the better position on trading cross-map. They always seem to have you know the control of two lanes and just win all the trades. Um, they never seem to uh, lose an objective trade, at least you know, against any other NA team. So I, I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, I think even even in game five, you saw when TSM really broke down, they tried to go for a trade in the top side and just like lost a bunch of turrets and turret damage as a result. So that stuff is, is a big, like it doesn't feel like TSM as a whole team really leveled up very much between quarters and semis. Uh, and they, they did get some wins against C9, but it, it didn't feel like the, the fundamentals of their team dramatically improved or anything. 
Abaxial, thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it. We have people in uh, Twitch chat, by the way, who want you to coach them. <laughs> okay. They can uh, follow me on Twitter. Okay. There you go. My there DMs go. are open. There you go. Thanks, dude. I uh, really appreciate the call in, and sorry that I uh, I slipped my mind a little bit. You know, these things happen. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, see you. I actually, uh, he he applied to Curse or Team. I forget we were Team Liquid at the time. I think we were turning into Team Liquid about it, coaching with us way way back in season five. So he's had been my, doing it for, for a while. Time. Yeah, he's been around. <laughs> you you've had your eye on. Well, well I've been I, watching. I, well, because he applied to us, and then he went. Yeah. He ended up choosing. I think he chose to go to Brazil, and he coached a bunch of the top teams there. And then I think he was the TSM coach. He made it to Worlds. I, I, he was there doing yeah, karaoke yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think he he almost joined TSM and didn't, or did for a little bit, and then then they they parted ways or something. I forget. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you to Relaptic uh, Mika six nine six who sent a hundred bits. Who, by the way, it's crazy to me. Mika six nine six. There's there's like twenty four hundred people watching the show right now. Twenty twenty five hundred, and uh, Mika six nine six the only bit leader. This is the crazy world we live in these days. The undead titan resub for five months. Subtle. IMTX uh, subbed. Uh, Smoke dog. We already talked about. Turner zero eight eight. Sir Cattle at ten months. People climbing up there. Pilgrim Panda subbed. Commander uh, donated five dollars. And said 342 Prot Paladin on Tie Cord waiting for my invite to the roster. Oh, and a Omega Lol, by the way. Uh, Race and Randy 83X resubbed uh, for three months. Hopefully, you can afford another double lift interview. Not yet. Corgi Flop 13 subbed and Chip Wheel with a sub. Boss Johnsky has joined. Boss Johnsky, where are you calling from? Calling from Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, oh Fargo! Famous. <laughs> just for the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did they, well, they did a show as well, right? I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, good, good reaction, Mark. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> the movie. Reaction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. Bus right, Johnson. My topic is gonna be. Okay. Yeah, go, just go into it. Chance at Worlds. TS. Wait. Who's, on who's Chance at World? TSM. Okay. TSM's Chance at Worlds. I know we just talked about their C9 series, basically in general. Um, I thought their draft in Game 5 was terrible, considering they really had no damage and they were just trying to run at them as 5. Um, the Gragas pick seemed okay in lane, but then Mithy just didn't do anything with it otherwise. And then, how do they, how do they realistically get to Worlds through the gauntlet? You, want, you have thoughts, Kobe? How TSM makes Worlds? I so we were talking a lot about this, um, trying to figure out what teams we would want to represent us at Worlds. I think almost all people, their first two answers were Cloud Nine and Team Liquid, and then it's about which team is going to make it through the gauntlet and which team you want to represent you. And I think most of the answers were actually between either TSM. Or Echo Fox, and the differences in those answers were the people that were kind of shooting the moon on Echo Fox and thinking, "All right, but what if you know Huni and Dardoch, you know, hard carry, do some crazy stuff uh, at Worlds, and you know, have these explosive games?" And then the people for TSM were mostly on the, "Oh yeah, but 
you know, Bjergsen back on Assassins. This is going to be the perfect thing for uh, TSM. They're you're bringing it all together now. The bottom line's coming in line just in time and, and all that sort of uh, argument. Personally, I'm a little bit, uh, if I'm playing the numbers game, in the TSM side as far as making it through rather than the Echo Fox side. But it's not... It's definitely not, uh, you know, like a landslide victory or anything, and it's it's mostly due to kind of the uh, the improvements of the the rest of the team and people are just really getting hyped off of Brixton back on assassins. He's actually hard carrying. He's actually doing super, you know, proactive things around the map and uh, feeling really empowered in these games. And the interviews he's giving afterwards are actually inspirational, honestly. <laughs> Uh, with with how he's looking at the game now, so I think that gave a lot of people more confidence there. But I also uh, I can definitely also be uh, you know pretty happy with you know Huni and Dardock on the world stage. See what see what they actually have. The way for me that TSM make worlds is C9 wins the finals because <laughs> I don't think that TSM is going to be able to beat both Echo Fox and C9. Because, like, the, the Echo Fox series was a five-game series that Huni was really sick for, and I think, mm -hmm. you know, it, it might go a different way if that was 100% Huni. Um, and on the other hand, the, the C9 series was really, really close, but I actually think C9 kind of underperformed with Blabber uh, having a really bad series. Uh, so for me... I actually think the best way for C9 to make it, or for TSM to make it, is for uh, C9 to win so they don't have to play them in the gauntlet. And instead, it's, it's 100 Thieves in there. And then I think it's a lot simpler from there because I am still not super convinced on TSM. The Echo Fox win was not convincing. The C9 loss was a little concerning. Uh, and I think... So the C9 loss, though, if most people are considering them best team in North America and TSM did take them kind of all the games uh, what was like the super concerning part to you about the loss there I thought C9 when they were playing with like I, I thought Blabber had a really bad first three games some some were a little bit better but like the Nocturne Zillion game if I remember was was not great he was like one and four and yeah he would go in pretty far away from the rest of the team when they were yeah. going on they were going on someone else yeah yeah and i think what you saw with golden blue and blabber was basically like we don't need to play the hyper aggressive style versus tsm because tsm doesn't do anything so if, if c9 went against tsm in the gauntlet again i would actually hope that they start svenskeren and golden blue and say just played that same control game that you played in games four and five and take that against them and i think that's a much easier approach than like the more aggressive style that Blabber likes to play and hoping that TSM plays in a, a, a reactive style. So with Blabber, I think you're actually playing into TSM strengths. And I think if C9 had to go through the gauntlet again and play them, they would then choose to just start Svenskeren and Golden Glue. Uh, and that's that's my concern. And why I, <laughs> if I was a TSM fan, I would not want to face C9. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Boss Jonsky, what do you think? Oh, I totally agree. I think the only th the only other question I had was um, kind of alluding to the last topic of TSM didn't want to play 
more proactive in the 2v2, like playing a Kindred, for example. They're saying Kindred was banned every game. They first banned Kindred themselves every game in that series. Like, is it a possibility where, okay, we have side selection, we pick blue side, we go for the Kindred first pick? Because, like, they were first pick, they were first banning Kindred even on blue side. So, like, is that something that they can do, or is it something where they're just more comfortable playing Greg on tanks? I think they're more comfortable playing Greg on tanks. And I think especially when they were against Blabber, the, like, level that you're going to get out of Blabber on Kindred is much higher than the level you're going to get out of Grig. Even though Grig is a fine Kindred, I just mean, like, as the, how the two teams play. Um... And so for them, it was just like, if C9 ever does a thing where they leave up... Actually, were they blue side three games in a row with Blabber in? Uh, no, TSM was blue side in game three. Right, so either way, I think that the, the blue side on game three is just like, if they leave up two things and we power pick something else and Kindred fall to them is more concerning still. So maybe they can try and grab it if it's if it's Fence Garen in, but then I'm still concerned because I, I just... I don't think they play with it super well. Clutch. What? Clutch gaming. Why'd you say that? <laughs> Twitch chat just wants people to send them to Worlds. Oh, that's the other thing too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> I forgot to say I thought there was only three teams. Dude, I guess technically there are only three teams in Gauntlet. Well, that was some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like the show. This is a good show. Hotline League. Yeah. Boss, Hot takes. Boss Johnsky, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Why the hell would you say that, Travis? <laughs> no, <I'm trying. laughs> All right. Next person. Uh, Flex K Lol, 300 bits. Kobe, can I take a picture with you on Saturday? Mark Z, you too. I don't want your hell picture, yeah. Travis. Uh, okay, well, apparently, hell yeah. Crazy363 <laughs> sent a 1,000 bits and says, Wow, the show is so much better than the dive. SOTL Kappa. Oh, thanks, Crazy Korean 63 That's very nice of you. Uh, the River Saint sent 500 bits and says, Keep up the content. Uh, hope you're getting meals. I am getting meals. Um uh, so it looks like Crazy Korean 63 is currently the bit leader. I wonder if anyone will ever take him down. Dadarus gifted a sub to uh, Shut Up Freak. Polnase subbed. And Hyde 2 has subbed as well. Is there well a Shut Up time. Jat that I can gift a sub to? I don't, yeah, there needs to be. There needs to be. Yeah, that's, Re that's Reaper's Twitch account. How does oh, Jat. How, that's his alt. How does yeah. how does Jat feel about the shut up Jat thing? Does he find it funny? Uh, he thought it... it was funny. I'm pretty yeah. sure he thought it was funny. Okay, I wonder if he'll find it funny in a year from now when people are still saying it to him. <laughs> uh, Hobbs two is here. How's it going, Hobbs two? Hello, I'm doing great. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Cary, North Carolina. Cary, North Carolina. Have you been on before? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I have to. I'm just gonna assume everybody has at this point in time. Uh, Twitch sub. Uh, so thank you for that. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I want to talk about how C9 can only bring six people to Worlds despite having a seven-man roster in playoffs. And I think everyone agrees that Jensen, Sneaky, Licorice, and Zazel are going to Worlds no matter what. And so the, you know, the decision has to be between uh, Blabber or two of Blabber, uh, Sven, and Golden Glue. 
And I think what most people are going to say is they're going to say bring uh, Svenskern and Blabber because uh, people will say that Jensen can play everything, so it it doesn't really like matter. Like the it's like the main reason you would bring both uh, Golden Glue and Sven is for their synergy, not really for any champion pool issues. And Blabber is the biggest question mark as to whether he'll crack on you know crack and uh, crack due to the pressure or whatever. And so having Sven as like a, a reliable backup would make the most sense. But I, I I want to entertain the idea of bringing Sven and Golden Glue. And so having Sven as the only jungler and having Golden Glue as the backup for Jensen, because I think that there is a chance that the value of having the synergy between Sven and Golden Glue uh, is more than having Blabber like at all. Because I think it's really likely that Blabber will crack under the pressure because uh, I didn't really like what I saw in the series versus TSM, and it might be too early to say this, and we might get more information in the TL series, but I think that having the synergy between Sven and Golden Glue with Jensen also there uh, makes more sense than uh, bringing uh, Sven and Blabber. It's an interesting question. Kobe. I like. Well, first like off, do we uh, do we know Cloud9 is making it to Worlds? This is under the assumption that they do. Yeah, yeah I'm I, just assuming they are because if they don't, then wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> NA is, topic. is <gasps> not gonna do so great. Wait, Whoa. if if Cloud9 doesn't make it, Kobe, you think NA is not gonna do great? I gotta be honest. Every year, I get hyped for Worlds for NA, even when everyone's just trash talking us to you know hardcore. This year, it has been the most difficult to to reignite the hype uh, for Worlds. Uh, but, it, you know, it's starting to get there. Uh, the, the center, the ember, is Cloud9 right now. Not Team Liquid. So, uh, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I feel like it's just the... The same sort of fire just kind of isn't there for for the Team Liquid, uh, you know, squad right now. Yeah. We I saw the Mo- MSI, and it, it wasn't yeah. like, yeah, it was kind of yeah. like, uh, maybe they can. Yeah, do I'm like, okay, you know. C9 it, it was last place at one point in time this split. So I think that, to C9's credit, like, part of the reason why there's more hype around Cloud9 is they made this epic run from last place to second place. And so you're like, oh, hell yeah, Cloud9, let's go, let's go, Cloud9 is the one, right? But they put themselves in last place first to begin with, right? So, like, they, they put themselves down there to have this epic run. Uh, so it, it also is kind of a seesaw there, but... Um, Back on I, topic. As, as far as the question, I, I originally, uh, Travis derailed us, that's his fault. Yeah, I blame... Bad, bad, bad host. Bad host. What? Bad host. That one, bad host. Uh... I we were also discussing this a lot because uh, we also you know assumed that Cloud Nine was gonna get to Worlds, and in talking to so many of the players with uh, you know how positive they are on Golden Glue, I feel like for sure Golden Glue will go with them to Worlds, and then the default that most people think that will be along with Golden Glue is like the other star you know Jensen and Blabber, which was kind of the the default starters or whatever uh but i kind of like this wrinkle of maybe sven scaren because he's much more um 
I mean, he just has more experience, right? He's been to Worlds multiple times. And Blabber, when Blabber was put on the team, uh, Reaper talked about part of the reason they were they hadn't put him on the team earlier is because he, they thought he was a little bit immature and he would rush into a lot of situations. That then turned out to be one of his strengths for the team in regular season in North America, though. So it makes that super hard because looking at it, you'd be like, all right, world's experience, Sven, for sure. But then, you know, it turned out that Blabber being aggressive was uh, actually a boon. So you're saying that most people think C9 would bring Golden Glue and Blabber and drop Sven at home? I would think that, but then um, the... Extra experience for Sven at Worlds is a pretty good argument, except for the fact that you know Blabber being you know extra aggressive and having that rookie you know kind of fire and taking a lot of risks might be something that they really want at Worlds because if you go to Worlds, you want to be the team that has gotten the furthest that North America has ever gotten. I feel like that is a really good opportunity for every team when they go to Worlds because North America has not gotten that far. <laughs> So, <laughs> so everybody's like, oh, we're going to be the one, you know, we're going all the way to like semis or something. Right. Uh, and in order to do that, people are, are more willing to take the, the riskier guy. I feel like rather than, all right, you know, Sven, he has ex- world's experience. He's been there a bunch of times, but how far did he get every time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. I, I feel like blabber is uh, between blabber and golden which feel like the two guys are actually debating about bringing, it does feel like Blabber is the more erratic one this split, which is crazy to say after like the long history we've had with Golden Glue, but he's been super good. Contracts on NALCS tonight was talking about how like Golden Glue feels like Faker right now. Like he wins the lane, but you can't gank him, and he's like super good in team fights and stuff. So Yeah, it's know. hard to see them not taking Golden Glue after all the hype that's around him. I feel like he's being far more celebrated than Blabber and uh, yeah, I think I think that's ultimately comes down to is like there's so much hype around Golden Glue and how good he's doing. One thing I've uh, been seeing a lot on social media is that people uh, people just kind of assume I've seen people just assume that uh, that Sven and Black are going to go together with uh, with Jensen because having uh, like I said earlier having um, Sven as a backup in case Blabber like you know turbo feeds or whatever uh, against like the other world class junglers. Than you know having like Zven as a safe backup, and then people are saying that Golden Glue like champion pool shouldn't be an issue for Jensen because it's, you know it's Jensen, right? So I think it's interesting that uh, you guys are saying that like Golden Glue is kind of the assumed. So between Blabber, Zven, and Golden Glue, like are you guys saying that Golden Glue is the like presumed person that will definitely go of uh, between those three? I think both of us were saying it sounds like more behind this. In stuff, it feels like it would be Sven and Golden Glue. Because I don't think you can take Blabber as your sole jungler with the amount of experience I he agree. has. I 100% agree with that. So if you're taking Blabber, you have to take Sven. Yeah. But if you want Golden Glue, then you have to take Blabber. So, or, um, excuse me, Sven. And I think even though there's not necessarily distinguishable like champion pool things necessarily between the two, mm-hmm. I still think from how much hype we've heard about Golden Glue recently, he he feels like a, a better player to bring. Is there a different value between them in the best of one part of Worlds between, say, like a playoff series? Or not a playoff series, but like the, the quarterfinal series? Like, would you rather have, say, two junglers to, like, uh, 
you know, have one jungler on the bench looking at the map in case something goes bad versus maybe just like the stability of having the best possible roster for the best of one games? Hmm. I was going to say for me, historically, uh, especially all the Korean teams have always opted to take extra junglers. Um, and I feel like jungle is such a good position just in isolation to be able to swap in and out. Um, not simply because you get to look at the map, but because coming in without any biases as a jungler really helps you you know, plan a different route without a lot of influence from, from the previous game and then allow the enemy jungler in the early game to have that much influence on you. So in isolation, I like the jungler thing, but considering these players, uh, I kind of still would stick with what Mark originally said. Yeah, I think, like, I see bigger differences between Blabber's playstyle and Sven's playstyle. And so, like, if you're speaking strictly about who can bring a more different look. It does feel like we're talking junglers, but if you're talking about who will be more useful, it does feel like Golden Glue just based off all the hype and how much people are talking about. Yep. Hey, thanks so much, Hobbs2, for the call. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good one. All right, two more callers. Oh, I'm getting tired. Wake up, Kobe. Uh... Hi, two subbed, uh, spherical man subbed, Mar two five eight six, Ghosty nine seven months, nine hundred pine cones, uh, Dwayne Wade, lol, Dadaris gifted a sub to <laughs> shut up Kobe. Uh, great name, Hollaback. Gradles one subbed. Thank you, Gradles one. <laughs> Opt is here. Opt, how you doing? What's going on, man? I'm good. Just playing the Shadow World of Warcraft. You have been on the show before. Yes, I have. Okay, that's what I thought. Where are you calling from again? I am New Jersey. So last time I called, it was the College of New Jersey, if you remember. Yeah. Um, I'm graduated now, done with that whole deal. <sighs> so uh, yeah, finished up. Now it's just regular New Jersey by Congrats the shore. Congrats yeah. on your con your graduation. It is amazing. Yes, sir. We've, we've been doing this show for such a short time, but people have graduated. You know, they've gone to college, graduated from college. Mark Z looks like he's about to fall out of his picture. More uh, time to do some world quests. Congratulations. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Right here. yeah man. Go. Tomorrow's a big day, boys. Old deer comes out. You guys better be ready. Yeah. Kobe's getting ready for it right now, actually. I think I'm going to do some big pet battles tomorrow. I got a lot so, of pet battling. I want to get out of pet it. That, that breaks my heart to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> breaks my heart. Well, uh, I don't want you to say your, your thing with Kobe being gone. There's a great moment right before you joined for him to get up to go get water, but... Uh, maybe you know we'll just keep we'll keep learning about you. What what class do you play? Uh, so I've played I played everything for a while, but this uh, expansion I'm gonna I'm doing uh, the rest of Druid. So I'm at three forty seven item level right now. So oh, I'm pretty you, high you, up there. Yeah, you're Isn't up this there. the worst expansion to have picked rest of Druid. Oh, are you also rest of Druid? No, no. I just I, I mean I followed WoW relatively, but I so heard this that, is, like, rest of Druid is usually broken, and now they're. Actually, not broken. Worst it's been in, in in God knows how long, and it was totally a foresight. I thought it was the numbers tuning was going to go back in our favor. It hasn't yet. It's just gone in the favor of Miss um, Weaver monks. Yep. So I'm like, my heart is breaking right now. Like I'm I'm so upset because I'm doing like I, my big thing is I'm doing Mythic Plus very like seriously this expansion. So Resto Druid was like the end all be all, but now it's like um we kind of like fall to the wayside to paladins and monks, and it kind of sucks. Hurts a little bit. 
Yeah. What but, uh yeah. what faction? So I'm Horde. I uh, Travis, I think you're on my friends list, man. I'm pretty what? sure you are. Really? Yeah, are you S or yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, I think I have you on my friends okay, list. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to just say it. Yeah. You should carry me. In a I think I I think I offered that once. I was just I think I hit you up, I was like, What do you okay. do? And you're like playing. Maybe I missed I think it, yeah. yeah, you were playing with Peter, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds well, about right, right? Why don't we just start and Kobe can hop Hopefully in? Hopefully Kobe's getting back <laughs> any minute. <laughs> just start it and then he can give his All right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can get into it. Um, so my topic is um, I wanted to kind of go into the Golden Glue situation um, a little more in depth and kind of why I think he's stepping up to the plate now um, and how it's actually a product of coaching. Oh, is that Kobe? Yes. Hey. Oh. What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, buddy. Welcome to the show. What's your topic? Uh, <laughs> I'm calling from Travis's uh, bedroom. Nice, man. <laughs> and I would like to talk about Azerite grinding. Dude, it's ridiculous. Was, Why do they just... have this in the game? It's... You, sh- you don't like you... unlocking abilities Dude. you've already unlocked? Your... Dude, you have n- unless you played the last expansion, like... It's it's actually the I hate to say it it's the best it's ever been and that's astounding for me to say but uh, that's the product of me playing Legion it was a night it was an absolute hey, nightmare. Hey guys maybe we can move on all right I like to talk <laughs> about League of Legends on this show. Hotline uh, World of Warcraft. I I have a what I have a take I, I have a take hey, I think <laughs> that uh, Golden Glue he stepped up yeah. and I think it's been a product of coaching. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, that's right. what it is. I think Reaper's involvement with Golden Glue, like you can see, there's a thread on Reddit right now Are you calling about every coach before? what Shit. Golden Glue on Golden what it's Glue? like to be coached by Reaper, and it's a great discussion on just like Reaper. Maybe he was able to finally unlock that raw talent. What's that's, your that's take, really, Opt? That that's a great take, Travis. But let me interrupt you because I got to plug uh, Omen by HP. Real fast. <laughs> okay, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, sorry for for real this time. Yeah. For real this time. All right, so yeah, yeah, you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, I think it was a product of not only the coaching, but actually the situation as a whole that helped to alleviate his nerves, which ultimately led to his success, um, while the situation with Team Liquid, I think, ultimately like doomed him, so to speak. So I'll kind of go through my reasons for that, obviously. Uh, so when, uh, when he was on Team Liquid, two major things happened that would seriously hurt somebody who has a problem with nerves. Uh, the first one is really obvious. I think we all figured it out. Um, but the team sucked. So you're kind of, he's a little bit doomed from the start. Um, and one of the worst things you can do to a player who is trying to gain confidence is put him in a situation where he will more than likely lose. Um, and as is the case with League, a lot of the times, so he'll probably also be scapegoated at the same time. Um, and this kind of happened in a pretty big way. Uh, he got benched multiple times in this process, which added insane pressure to every time he got a start. Um, obviously being um, a huge negative for somebody who has nerve issues. Um, and this second one, the second point uh, with Team Liquid was something that I felt, thought was completely ridiculous. Uh, Travis, actually something you played a part in, believe it or not. Um, so, no, so it was in the interviews. The interviews were amazing. If you actually watch interviews from both Steve himself and the coaching staff, they would outright say things like, yeah, Golden Glue just can't make it happen on the stage. We don't know what his problem is. He just, you know, he, they don't really say it, but they, they're ultimately implying like the kid chokes and we don't know how to fix it, which is something that if you're Golden Glue and you're hearing that interview, you're like, what the, what the fuck is it? Like, what the hell is this? Like, 
imagine what that does to hear your owner and your coaching staff actually saying those things. Well, you say that, but I remember people were meme tweeting a meme memeing about a tweet that we believe in golden glue. Yeah, we believe in golden glue. I remember uh, that too, and then I remember like one of the first weeks he was supposed to start, like last minute, like five minutes before, like they're about the show's about to go on. It's like Golden Glue isn't going to be playing, and I'm like, yeah. and then I remember your interview, and Steve literally outright said he was like, we just don't know what the deal is with this kid, and like I feel like you can't say that. I mean, I feel like you shouldn't say that. Like obviously he's not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. That being said, when you're dealing with a kid whose issue is obviously nerves, obviously he can perform in scrims. He went to Korea and did really well there. He comes back and, or, you know, this was before, but, you know, he couldn't make it happen. Obviously, there's only one thing there, and it's going to be nerves, right? That's, it's, I think it's a pretty obvious thing, and, and you don't really want to be saying stuff like that um, if the kid's got nerve issues, I think. Sure. Um, so, so let's flip the script over to the C9 thing and why I think um, he did really well. Yeah, just give it uh, an abridged version if you can because we got to wrap it up. Going to rock and roll through it, yeah. Sure. So um, I think the main thing is the pressure was not really on him. Um, when Jensen got benched, everyone's thinking, oh my God, no one was thinking rather, uh, oh my God, Golden Glue better step up. Uh, no one really said that. No one was really thinking it. They were too busy flaming the coaching staff um, to really kind of come up with that. Uh, this alleviated, obviously, the pressure since everyone wrote off C9 as a whole uh, pretty much when the benching of Sneaky Smoothie and Jensen came out. Um, and obviously, that leads to a really easy premise to understand. If you kind of expect nothing, um, all you can do is really impress, and it's much easier to perform, and it's a lot less you know, nerve-wracking. Uh, also, by putting in uh, him over someone like Jensen, it really makes the kid think, hey, these people must actually believe in me, which obviously helps quite a bit. And when Reaper got flamed to the nth degree um, for putting in Golden Glue, Keith, and Zazel, uh, he was really, really adamant in his belief um, that he believed in the players, and he lived and died with his decision there, uh, which is something that never happened, uh, really. I think on Team Liquid, and that's that's what that's it. So, I, I mean, I agree with the the pressure thing that you're talking about. How like on C9, there was so much more storyline around the fact that all these C9 starters were getting pulled out and stuff like that than it was on Golden Glue being the starter. Whereas, like, as soon as TL announced their roster, that was the Lorlo, Rainover, Piglet, and stuff. They're like, "Oh, we have Golden Glue as our mid laner." Uh, so I, I can agree with that. Outside of that, I don't know if that alone. I don't know what explains his his. Ability yeah, I don't know him. what either. Because, like, like, I I hear that and I agree with that point, but he's also been in relatively low pressure situations before. And it hasn't come through. You also said that on Team Liquid, they were a team that was losing, and it was a bad team. That was one of the reasons he had pressure on him there. But people thought Cloud9 was a really bad team, and he was replacing like an all-star player. He should have had a lot of pressure there as well. What are you laughing so, at, Kobe? What are you laughing at, Kobe? Huh? I didn't say anything, bro. You, you had a lot of reactions to everything. Anyway. Um, Eating a breakfast burrito at 10.30 p.m. Is that why you're laughing? You're like, holy shit, I'm so funny. I'm having breakfast for dinner. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, it does feel like, you know, it's hard to pinpoint why it happened here and in this situation because I think he has been relatively similar situations before where it hasn't happened. Um. And even to that point, when he did initially sub in, the team was still losing, but he was individually playing very well. 
Whereas right, before but- he's been on losing teams where he was the substitute, like teammate or something, if I'm thinking correctly. And he wasn't like crushing it then. So I'm wondering if it was he really legitimately significantly improved. Uh, ever since like 2015, when I think it was Bjergsen talked him up a lot about being like this awesome scrim god and he liked playing Golden Glue because he challenged him the most in scrims and stuff like that. Ever since then, we've kind of been waiting for this guy to show up on on the actual LCS stage and it never happened. So I would like to say it was like all coaching or the environment was really different this time around and maybe it was, but like on the outside, I actually really do have a hard point, hard time pinpointing what I think it is. But I mean, would would that not like if all that you just said is true, like can't like isn't what's left that it has to just be nerves? I mean, like why else would you not be able to translate performance right. onto the stage? Well, right? I think I, I think it's I think it's always been nerves. I just don't know why his nerves were better now or something because, like you said, he subbed in, he's replacing someone, and there's not that much pressure. <clears> for them. Yeah, but so... like I, I think I think I look at the team eight situation if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm like. That wasn't crazy high pressure necessarily. I guess with the threat of relegations, maybe that's what increased the pressure significantly. But like, right? I actually, I'm not, I'm not convinced of that. Well, I think it was more or less. I think, in my opinion, it was just that you know, Team Liquid was is is one of these like old guard teams, and when they're not doing well, it's it's you know whether or not there's anything necessarily on the line. There's always this is Team Liquid, they shouldn't be almost dead last, they shouldn't be going to relegation, and I feel like that kind of is what makes the the, the pressure, whether there is actual pressure or anything on the line or not, so to speak. Um, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a grab, I suppose. Um, but I don't know. To one of your other points, you know, I kind of think of it like I think the 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 pressure thing is 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 actually really big, um, or the, there's a big discrepancy. Because when when everybody writes you off, like as soon as they announced this this roster with with C nine, everybody was just like, this is this team sucks. Like there this is this is this is a wa- the season's a wash. I mean, you saw the C nine uh, subreddit; it was a fucking disaster, right? Um, everyone like was up in arms and flames, and I feel like it was that kind of overall thing, you know, that big event that made everybody write off C nine. Um, and kind of gave way, you know, made a, a low pressure situation for Golden Glue where it's like, you know, uh, whatever, like no one expects anything anyway. Everyone thinks that the season's going to be a wash. I may as well go in here and just do what I do, right? I, I, I don't think that he was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is my time to shine. I think that he was more in there just saying, okay, you know, I got this is, you know, this is a, a decent opportunity. No one's really, you know, expecting us to absolutely come out and, and blow it out of the park. Um, but then when he started performing well, it makes me think, oh, the reason that he was performing well was because the lack of pressure sort of and and the combined with the belief in him um, to start over Jensen was like, you know, it, it makes me think that that definitely played a part. You know what yeah. I mean? Kobe, at the end here, do you have anything that you would say? I gotta be honest. I wasn't paying attention to anything that either of you guys were saying. Uh, thank you so much for the call. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, get your get your item levels up, boys. Tomorrow's a big day, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Get ready. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm all set, man. I'm yeah. pumped up. Mythic plus up. bright and early, then into raid. A hundred percent. Thanks, Opt. Oh yeah. See you guys. Take care. All right. Uh, we got one last caller to go. I didn't even mic check him. I just pulled him in. Okay. Let's go. 
Oh, Marcus is running a little fast and loose now. Yeah, I got a headache. I want to drink some water. Thizik. I need some food like Kobe. That looked fucking good. Thizik, you've been on the show before, right? No, I've not. No, oh, you've never been on I've, 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 you've, Your name is so familiar. Maybe I see you in chat a lot? Uh, nope. First time caller, first time watcher. Oh, wait. You've Maybe literally you never seen an episode of Hotline League well, before today? I've seen it on uh, YouTube, but not Twitch. Okay. Well, I don't know why you're so familiar. Uh, what? Where are you calling from? Uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Winni Winnipeg, Canada. Okay, another Canadian. What do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, my take was TSM having a weak year is healthy for franchising, and it allows new teams to get a foothold uh, foothold in the market. And then maybe this uh, TSM love hate bandwagon will finally stop. Kobe and I were talking about this uh, the other day. Is it better? to have TSM underperform and perhaps you lose some some league fans because they just are less interested in NALCS right now because they're diehard TSM fans? Or is it better because you have uh, 100 Thieves and Echo Fox there? Uh, sorry, by the way, if you can get a little bit closer to your mic, that would be good. I, I turned you up to 200%, but for those that didn't hear him or if he was a little light, the take was basically... Uh, TSM having a rough year is better for franchising because it allows uh, some of these newer teams to get some of their fans and sort of build their own brands and, and narratives. Um, I don't know. Kobe, Mark, any thoughts? Uh, I think there's like a sweet spot between TSM sucking and TSM threatening for the title but coming up short. And I think we probably came a little under what I would hope out of TSM in a situation where we're trying to develop new fan bases or whatever. Uh, but at least they did make playoffs both times and stuff like that. So it wasn't like TSM completely died, but overall I can understand the sentiment. I also don't think that the teams that came in other than hundred thieves made a legitimate effort to get fans away from them. <laughs> So I don't know if they capitalized very effectively on TSM's weak season. I think Echo Fox, uh, even if they didn't They've been like... here for four fucking three years. They don't count. <laughs> yeah, I think... They're not a new so... team. Go ahead, Travis. It looks like you're talking, but I don't hear your voice. Are you watching the stream instead of Skype? Because <laughs> it's going to look like I'm talking there because of the delay. No, I'm watching Skype too. Okay, well, I had my mouth closed. Either way, continue, uh, Mark uh, or Sam. Yeah, continue me. Thank you very much. Good setup, Mar Marky boy. Uh, <laughs> I I think, and I agree with Mark. Um, actually, most of the TSM fans that are you know leaving TSM are picked up by Team Liquid because they're just transferring through the double lift route uh, or Cloud9, and they're not being picked up by a lot of the new teams. 100 Thieves, as he said, was probably the franchise team that picked up the most with Nature and they had cool jerseys and Aframu and Medios, but then, you know, the Lico Medios, and then it started to get a little uh, dicey for them. So I feel like while it is kind of interesting for some of the fans because tsm just dominated everyone right they had by far the most it's interesting to have them you know some fans go different places but i don't think it's you know really worth it because i think a decent amount of fans that were tsm fans are just done completely right they're like ah 
well, I guess, you know, I, I'm just not going to pay attention this year and, you know, come back next year or something, which kind of sucks rather than having them actually go to a new team and put effort into a new team and, uh, you know, follow us closely. Yeah, I mean, like, when Optic and FlyQuest were kind of battling with TSM about whether or not they'd make playoffs, like, TSM is putting out content, like, you can see behind the scenes how they are are all, are, are all arguing, and then you just don't see anything out of these two new orgs that are, like, battling them for the playoff spot. So it's like, how the fuck are they supposed to pick up new fans when Obli's memeing Optic for not putting out content, and then Optic puts out a meme video in response, and it's like, okay, that's funny, but where's your actual content? Another podcast thing that they do or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. But I do think even if they aren't putting out content, there are people who will just move to them if they are winning. I think Optic probably picked up some fans from interviews and from their gameplay. Uh, I don't know. I think Clutch similarly. But and I think 100 Thieves probably really grew a lot. And even if you want to dismiss like the Echo Fox thing, I think even in a world where Echo Fox... Yes, Echo Fox has been here for years, Mark, but... This was a true year for them to really like put a stake in the ground. They performed well. They had some really popular players. They, you know, TSM looked weak. They could the pick people up. They they got some popular players. In no, the- but I think I think I think a lot of TSM fans did go to Echo Fox. I think Echo Fox and Hundred Thieves probably split them. Of the fans that didn't go to TL, yes. Yeah, so of the fans that didn't go to TL, I think 100 Thieves and Echo Fox kind of picked, were probably the two teams that picked them up. But I don't think Echo Fox made an effort. Yeah. What'd they do? They got an eyes on that Riot made for them? They did the, They did some cool stuff. Like the, the jerseys at Miami were neat. I'll give them that. Miami was cool. That one weekend out of the 18 that we've had, at least. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts to our dear friend Thizik, or from our dear friend Thizik? Thizik, any thoughts? No, that's all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Very polite call. Appreciate. It. Have a good night. No problem. You too. By the way, shout out to Papa Smithy, who's in the chat. Dadarus gifted him a sub. Uh, thanks, Papa Smithy, for stopping by. Glitter Kitty, Silanida, uh, uh, Danilo Carr, and Dadarus gifted a sub to Rapple. Um, well, gents, uh, the one thing I want to ask you guys really quickly about, which we didn't talk about in this episode, is finals is this weekend. Mark, thoughts on finals coming up. We got uh, C9 uh, Team Liquid. Really close. I think TL is the favorite, provided Pobelter doesn't get booty blasted. But if that's going to be a consistent problem in the series, I like C9 more. Okay. Mark? Oh, where did where did Mark go? I just say, well, I'm right here. Kobe? Oh, yeah. Okay. I lost sight. I'm worried <laughs> for him. It's uh you can hear me. You can hear me just fine. You know I'm here. Kobe? Okay. He, he's still alive. Yeah, my thoughts on finals? Yeah. Mm, with uh the people that I've been talking to, it sounds like Cloud9 should be favored in the finals even though uh, Team Liquid coming in with the top spot. So I'm super excited because one of the reasons that people are saying why they're so scared of Cloud9 is that 
they can run so many different random combinations of champions and strategies and be successful with them. So I want to see that variation. I want to see that depth in a best of five series. And I want to see Team Liquid push them to actually needing that many strategies. I, I want to see, see them push them. I want to see more Orn games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right, we got Licorice on Orn. <laughs> Great, what else? <laughs> Everyone's talking about So this. many strategies. <laughs> this depth. Let me see the depth, guys. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's so happening. I, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be super high finals. Get some quiz. To me, are for sure our two best teams, and I want to see them just go all out. Yeah, yeah. I think in the past forty-eight hours, I've switched over to to think that Cloud Nine is super favored, even though you would think like everything else says Team Liquid because they've had such a good split and they're coming in. But uh, yeah, it seems like C Nine is really scary, so it'll be interesting to see how things turn out. Mark, any shout-outs, plugs, anything you would say here at the end of the episode? Nope, just uh, there's a new offline team. Your cat is today. so... I, we I only see the God, cat Mark's now. Mark's got so. a chair sponsor. What's that? I wish, dude. Yeah. That's what that's if what there's this any whole... chair sponsors out there who want to help uh, out. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, just check out the latest offline TV video. Follow my Twitter. Uh, I should be... I'll be in Oakland. So you say you should cool. be. You're like I should be in Oakland. You know, you never Dude, know. You better be in Oakland. Miss my flight. We either. need you for some things. <laughs> Mark might be on some things. Oh really? Might be, be on some things. More than a single thing. More than a desk. Oh, let's let's not get ahead of yourself, there, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> Is he gonna do another silver scrapes rendition? Opening the show. My cat's so cute. <laughs> well, Kobe, we Mark, Kobe, uh, he's got brain soup going on. Kobe, there. any shoutouts, plugs, anything? Yeah, I stream on Kobe on Twitch. No, you don't. You have Kobe on Twitch. You don't fucking stream on it. I will. <laughs> God, <laughs> that that's about it, buddy. No, you got another. Well, uh, be sure you tune into the dive, which is happening live. Hopefully live, uh, right? You could tune in. Maybe no. Dude. So on Thursday in Oakland, <laughs> that's Kobe's show. Oh, by the way, we're selling tickets to that. To uh, the dive? And I'll tw I, I tweeted out the link. I'll, I'll tweet out the link again. Okay. Uh, we're supposed to do that. And I think tickets are still available for finals and third and fourth. Uh, True. Well. Come see the finals as well as the dive. Line. And you guys are doing something on third. Uh, the You guys are. There's a, a show match with. The a bunch of streamers that Law Esports tweeted out, Scara and Cutie Pie and a bunch of people. Cool. Uh, that's happening on the third and fourth place match day. Sounds great. Maybe I can get on one of the teams. Yes. Oh, it sounds like how you many, are. Sounds like you are on one of the teams. I don't know. There's it's Yasuo, Void Boy, I'm a Cutie Pie, Scar, and Shifter. That doesn't sound like ten people. So I wonder. Maybe I can uh, get in there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> How do you think who is their jungler? Dominate. Uh, I mean, who is their jungler on uh, Dom is it on the It was Skara and Shifter were alternating and okay. Boy was mid and Dyrus was top and Cutie was Cutie. So, I have jungled versus Skara and Cutie Pie. I think Cutie Pie is a better jungler for that's sure. That's a that's a yikes, dude. Yeah. Uh, on on only graves or on everything? Graves is everything. 
Oof. everything. Oof. Well, anyway, I'm going to hang out on stream for a little bit. Thank you so much to Kobe for coming on. Uh, he was so prompt uh, with his 8 p.m.-ish, and it's just nice to work with such a professional. And also, to call that professional my roommate. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you, Mark. You know what? I might have to up my price for next, uh, you know, appearance here. Okay. From zero dollars to uh, five, you know, if, if it's five dollars, you can cover rent good. with that. So, <laughs> thank you, thank Bye. you, Mark. As always, uh, really appreciate it. And that is episode. <laughs> what Kobe already hung up. This is episode. Hey, you said goodbye. Yeah, I well, I have to. I'm wrapping the show, and then I stop record. This is episode 43 of Hotline Leak. Thanks for hey, watching, guys. Look at that hoodie picture. Does anyone remember where that came from? <laughs>